0: My offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of Divine Spirit. So we want to take something off the table immediately. And here's what we're going to take off the table. We are not here to transform anyone's life, nor are we here to heal, bless, or prosper anyone. We simply are not that powerful. With that out of the way, here's why we are here. We're here to share with you the spiritual principles, practices, and tools for you to effortlessly transform, heal, bless, and prosper your journey. And for the record, you are that powerful. Don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise and from this moment forward. Never allow yourself to have all the dynamic good you are capable of creating and manifesting. For all of your tomorrows, ever be predicated on any less than perfect yesterday. During the month of January, as I said, there are several opportunities for you to expand and evolve the powerful expression of source you have come to this journey to be. Now, for folks here for the first day, watch this. Everybody, where do we find all that information? On the <laughs> website, ain't that something? <laughs> Take note some of something here. We did not say the tools and the, possibil- the tools and practices are to awaken the power of God that you are. Because trust us, the energy of God within you, it's woke, baby. That's why you're here. We did not say that this, the purpose is to ignite the energy of God that you are either. That energy of source, that of presence that you are, is already radiating brightly and powerfully within you and as you. We're simply going to provide you the means to crank up the rheostat as high as you choose. Your affirmation card is from Dr. Holmes and he said there is a power for good in the universe and you can use it. And that power that he's talking about is pure source energy. And that energy is not solid. It appears as solid sometimes, but it's actually moldable. It's actually transformable. And we mold it and we transform it by the power of our thoughts by the energy of ourselves that we are operating in the current offering in the current moment. So nothing within our journey is permanent unless we choose to see it as permanent. I want to share something else Dr. Holmes said in the textbook. He said, we see abundance in the universe. We cannot count the grains of a single sand of sand of on a single beach. The earth contains untold riches and the very air is vibrant with power. And he asks, why then is humankind weak, poor, and afraid? The divine plan is one of freedom. Bondage is not God-ordained. Freedom is the birthright of every living soul. All instinctively feel this. This truth points to freedom under the law. We'll set Say this wisdom again. This truth points to freedom under the law. So as you learn to use the law, spiritual law, through study and practice, study and practice, so much study and practice that the use of the law has become a second nature habit or practice. You will manifest the ultimate freedom. Freedom that is an effect of the first cause of peace of mind. Think about that. Peace of mind as causation. Peace of mind in in the areas of health, love, wealth and success within your journey. The causation of such powerful peace of mind is yours alone to create and it is not ours or anyone else's to give. How did Holmes say it? He said, we see abundance in the universe. We cannot count the grains of sand on a single beach. The earth contains untold riches, and the very air is vibrant with power. In short, Holmes is saying this. He is saying, don't bring a thimble to a gusher. Bring all you got to fill the, your consciousness with the bounty of this ever present divine energy. So much so that your consciousness overflows as this same ever present divine energy, becoming its own gusher of divine good. And that, our beloveds, is the ultimate freedom under the law the first step in the path of experience experiencing freedom under the law is simply the awareness. It's all God. It's all you. It's all energy. Which is the title of our lesson this morning. It's all energy. <coughs> Pardon me. So I want to kick us off with a real world, real-time example of the practice of principle as a second-nature habit. Fair enough? So, as most of you know, some of you know, we spent New Year's Eve, or last week, actually, in Puerto Rico, baby. San Juan. Now, before I can share about San Juan, I need to share about New York the New York trip that we took a, a few years ago. And we found for our trip to New York what looked to be a great bed and breakfast. And it only had one room left for the time frame that we needed a room. So here was here's what the write-up said. For this New York apartment, rustic garden ap- apartment, Village adjacent, windows to the streets of New York, and the clincher for me, a new designer bathroom. Yes. So now we're going to translate this into everyday speak. Rustic garden apartment, the basement. Village adjacent, New Jersey. windows to the street of New York and I promise you this is true they took out the ventilation vents and filled it with glass (laughs) so all you could see was people's shoes walking by (laughs) nice shoes in New York I can tell you that and the designer bathroom they hung windows from the ceiling and created wall space And then left open a door section, and it was just windows hanging out. They weren't even tinted. (laughs) So look, we stayed there for a week. Why did we stay? It was New York City. You get on the subway and you go wherever you want any time of day. We were not there for the room. We were there for the adventures of New York. So you see, I'm not a snob. <laughs> and I need for you to keep that in your mind while we now talk about San Juan. Because in San Juan, we rented out a very nice B&B, right? At a guest house, had one-bedroom apartment, and its listing said this. In the Garden District, walking to restaurants, shopping, and the beach. Everything else, a short Uber ride away. Translation, Garden District, one block away from the largest public housing facility in the United States. (laughs) Walking distance to restaurants, Popeyes and Burger King. (laughs) Shopping, the Dollar Store and the beach was the size of TCSL from this wall to that wall. Yet, unlike New York, there was no escape because the Uber ride was 20 to $30 dollars each way depending on the demand for Uber. So, turns out San Juan is the place to go for New Year's Eve, who knew? There was not a hotel room or car rental to be found in all of San Juan, if you choose to believe Expedia or Travelocity and even the reservation pages of the various hotels in San Juan. It was all booked. (sighs) On our first day, We met up with a TCSL member who has family in San Juan who offered to give us a tour. And they said, let's meet at the Sheraton that's right on the bay, sits on the bay at the edge of old San Juan. You know, it's an over 500-year-old picturesque city built into the side of a mountain with cobblestone streets all the way down to San Juan Bay. So here we are at the Sheraton I decided I'd go up to the front desk and I said look I know your reservation page states there are no available rooms however is there a list we can put our names on just in case someone cancels. Clerk's like let me check. Lo and behold There was a room available the very next day. Someone had canceled, and it was for the remainder of our stay. And we'll take it. We arrived at the Sheraton, this great room, walking distance to all these wonderful restaurants (coughs) serving Puerto Rican cuisine, great shopping with local artisans, you name it. This location had it all, except the room we had Only had a window. Looking out onto nothing, basically. I went back to the front desk. (laughs) And I said, I know y'all are packed. And I know it's New Year's Eve in San Juan. And everybody and their brother and sister are here. However, if any room with a balcony should become available, We'll take it, even if it's only for one night. And I said to the clerk, any time on a balcony overlooking the bay in San Juan is better than no time on a balcony overlooking the bay in San Juan. So this clerk said, well, let me see what I can do. And he disappeared to the back and returned. And he said, he said, you know, the supervisor said, we could give you a balcony room for the remainder of your trip after the guest in that room check out later this morning. He said, we'll take it. Our New Year's Eve was spent on the balcony, overlooking the Bay of San Juan, gentle breeze, fireworks going off, tons of party and festival goers down below in the streets. <coughs> Fabulous. And yet we were still asleep by 1030 now guess what that's not the only kicker when we left the B&B which had a strict no refund policy we told the owner the location was just not what we were expecting and we were leaving for the Sheraton so he should feel free to rent the place out to someone else if he chooses if he chooses. Checking into the Sheraton we knew because of demand rooms without a balcony were being offered on the website in the low 300 range. Rooms with a balcony were in the high 300 range. We justified the increased cost by realizing we could pay the Sheraton or we could pay Uber. (laughs) However When it came time to sign the bill at checkout, the room rate we were charged for our entire time there was just a little over $200 a night. Boom shakalaka. (laughs) Yes, baby. So I want to talk through this New Year's Eve experience with you, this New Year's trip, because it really is about practicing principle. Right? Remember something, even though we had a means to escape Uber, the B&B, we would still have to pay dearly for it. So we kind of refused to be held captive by the environment that we found ourselves in. We didn't complain that the B&B's website was misleading. We didn't complain that there was nothing around other than Popeye's and Burger King. We didn't even try to get the owner to give us a reduction in fees. Nor did we accept as fact that every hotel room in San Juan was booked according to every website you checked. We looked beyond the physical and simply said and knew there's got to be something better. Don't know what it is. Don't know where it is but there's got to be something better even though we don't see it and even though everyone was saying better was not available first refuse to be held captive to the current environment the current experience second no there was something there is always something better for you regardless of the current demonstration or the current experience Let's move on. Meeting at the Sheraton, we viewed the front desk as the whole of the universe, the whole of the universe, offering, offering something more, presenting an opportunity for something better. And then we took action on that opportunity. Third, be open to the opportunities of something more that the universe offers. As it makes those offers consistently, they're always available to you. Fourth, act on those opportunities. Even though we got a fantastic room, we did, the room was was great, but it didn't have a balcony and we knew a balcony with a room with a balcony was even better now i would have held out for a penthouse so you just so you know <laughs> but it didn't have one i know i looked i counted the floors I went before we went in we held out we knew that the balcony was even better so what does that translate to 5 don't bring a thimble to a gusher be prepared to be filled up and overflowing with divine good. Oh, but walking out on the B&B, not knowing the rate you would have to pay for a hotel room while h- in a high-demand location, that's just nuts. Maybe so, but I was a nut with a view. <laughs> what did Holmes say? Six? We see abundance in the universe. The earth contains untold riches, and the very air is vibrant with power. Bondage is not God ordained. Truth points to freedom under the law. The causation, the causation, for this effect of freedom was the awareness. And a universe where it's all God, it's all you, it's all energy. We could not allow ourselves to enter into the energetic bondage of the fear of it costing too much, of not having enough, and to remain, we had to remain in the knowing that the vibrations we were offering for something better would be perfectly matched by a perfect principle within a perfect whole and complete awareness of the responsive and creative energy of source. Esther Hicks said few realize that they can control the way they feel and positively affect the things that come into their life experience by deliberately directing their thoughts. Seven. Our thoughts were not focused on what we didn't have at B&B. Our thoughts were deliberately directed to what we were capable of creating and experiencing. You can do this. You can do this. The energy that you are, it is already molding and shaping the experience that is yet to I really wish you could see some of y'all's faces right now and feel your energy because all of our right brain people you know those people that are just really excited and always do things spur of the moment without thinking they're going wow that sounds fantastic just checking into a hotel room don't even know on the rate. and all the left brain people the ones that are you know they need to know what's happening they're like oh my god And the ones that are partnered up, you know, the ones that make a whole brain, the left brain people are going, okay, maybe they didn't hear that. (laughs) I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that so they don't think I know. Physical, in the physical realm, energy is manifested form. That's all it is. You're sitting in a chair, it's manifested form. As such, that form can be re made into something else, can be remolded into something else. Remember when you were kids, you would create something with Play-Doh? You'd have to work it and massage it. Well, that's all the universe is, a giant can of Play-Doh. It's waiting for you to mold it into something more. That Play-Doh is energy. Now, if you don't like what's being created at this point, you have all that you need right now at this moment begin playing with that can of play-doh if it feels too solid run a little water on it if it feels too solid then begin taking the opportunity to take classes to work with a practitioner to do a workshop something that empowers you to move forward and create the journey you know you are capable of creating somebody once said some pursue happiness others created. Your happiness, your joy is always available to you (coughs) once you know it's all energy, that you are never trapped by the circumstances you may find yourself in. (coughs) Someone once said, and I believe it was my teacher, people come into this teaching thinking that something's going to occur outside of them to transform their experience. There'll be divine intervention. And that thinking is incorrect. Because people need to come into this teaching not only with a better idea of God, but with a better idea of God operating as and through them. Totally void of any sense of separation, totally void of any thought or notion. That something I did yesterday is going, I'm going to be punished for today. If that was true, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Jim Ron said, the few who do are the envy of the many who only watch. Are you ready to do? Are you ready to say, all right, this hasn't gone exactly like I thought it might go. I'm not feeling this experience the way I ought to be feeling it right now. So are you ready to do something about it? Are you ready to begin that consistent practice of principles? Of affirmative prayer? Of visualization? Of meditation? Of working with a practitioner, or a Reiki practitioner? Are you willing to take a workshop? What is it that you're willing to do so that what's going on inside begins to remold what's going on outside. Because until we start playing with that energetic play-doh within, guess what? Nothing's going to change out here. Nothing. And I really wish I could do it for you. But you know how I know I can't do it for you? Because I couldn't. I, c- I couldn't allow myself to have my teacher or my practitioner do it for me. I simply had to follow the process that they were offering. And once I began to realize that, once I began to realize that I need to begin putting something new within my mind, new within my mind, that I am one with source. I am pure love. I am capable of all things. What I did yesterday doesn't really matter and what I choose to create today. Once I put that type of newness into my mind and allow it to become my default energy, started becoming my own gusher of good. Things began to change. Things began to reflect that change. Things within me began to change. Things outside of me began to transform. Becoming free is not changing yourself into someone you think you should be or that someone tells you you ought to be. Becoming free is falling in love with who you are right now. And who you are right now is that pure creative potential of the energy of God coming forward as you. Nothing else. Is that something you can get yourself around loving? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's not an ego state of mind. That is spiritual awareness. I effortlessly love the presence of God that I am. Because I know that love is fully returned. And that love is all powerful. Esther Hicks said this. I love Esther Hicks. She said, if we were talking to you on your first day of physical life experience, we would say to you, welcome to planet Earth. There is nothing you cannot be or do or have. You are a magnificent creator. And you are here by your powerful and deliberate wanting to be here. Go forth giving thought to what you are wanting. Attracting life experience to help you decide what you want. And once you have decided, giving thought only unto that. That's not the message most of us get as we begin traversing this journey. But you know what? It's the message that each of us can accept. Just because we weren't told something of that magnitude early on doesn't mean we can't accept it now as our truth. So you have to be willing to accept that truth. Over the years, over the last 20 years actually, we have witnessed a multitude of miraculous demonstrations of our members and friends. We have in our congregation a member who went from being homeless, first time I, s- I worked with them, they were homeless, who now runs a multi-million dollar business and runs it well. I've seen them in action. Don't get on their bad side. Did that transformation occur overnight? No, it didn't. The amount of time it took for their life to transform was equal to the amount of time the member was willing to study and practice principle. There have been various members and friends who have shared that the doctors reported something was very disconcerting on their latest scan or test, and the doctors thought it might be just fill in the blank. But after 20 years of demonstrations, I have heard it all, and I have refused to accept any of it. Through a consistent study and practice of spiritual principle, most of these members and friends returned after more tests to say, the doctor said they must have misread the first test. And really the doctor's favorite is always to blame the technician. The technician must have did something wrong because there was nothing to be found. And yes, there have been a few where a nothing trying to be a something was found. And these members continue to study and practice, continue to study and practice, take action on the opportunities the universe provided them and they are with us today, free of any health issue or are in the process of full recovery. And we have members who at some point in their journey said said to me, you know, Reverend Tony, I'm just done with dating. I'm over it. I cannot find the perfect mate. It's too difficult. There's no one to meet. I can't even find anybody on Farmers.com. I'm done. (laughs) Like that scraping the bottom of the barrel. It is not. You know the ones laughing are the ones that are on farmersonly.com, don't you? <laughs> Just say it. And yet, after much study and practice of the spiritual principles, tools, and techniques, I have had the honor of officiating at their weddings. So, what do all these individuals have in common? They realized that we are not here to transform their journey, because we simply are not that powerful. However, each of those reference demonstrated that they most certainly are, as are you. As are you. You're going to hear me talk a lot in the weeks to come about classes, workshops, events, whatever, that we're going to be offering. And I can't call you up and say, hey, I need you to be here at this time. Because that is going to be interfering with your intent. It's going to be interfering with your willingness, your energy of a desire to transform something. All I can do is make the offer. But if you're willing to explore, study, and practice spiritual principles, to begin allowing it to become first cause for your every activity then uh, what I can assure you what I can promise you is that next year in 2021 which will be here tomorrow with how fast time flies your journey is going to look nothing like it looks today that's what I can assure you of and your journey is not going to look anything like it looks today because you will have transformed your consciousness. You will have transformed how you feel about your journey. You will have stepped into the awareness that it's all God, it's all you, it's all energy. That you have the ability to create and transform all that you choose. Michael Beckwith said this, you can start with nothing. And out of nothing and out of no way, a way will be made we are (coughs) unlimited beings. we have no ceiling the capabilities and the talents and the gifts and the power that is within every single individual on is on this planet is unlimited stop limiting yourself based on yesterday yesterday didn't matter what matters is what you are willing to do in the now what matters is if you're willing to look at that discordant fact in the eye right now and say, eh, it's just Plato. It's just Plato waiting on me to make it into something else. Eh, there's always something better. And I don't have to know what it is. And I don't have to know how it will come about. I just have to know that I am the means and the opportunity for all that God is to live and express that something better in the now. Follow that? I share this with you because I'm not going to get into my tacky past because, you know, it's, it's really tacky but it was a lot of fun. I share this with you because I want you to know that you are capable of all things. That you are capable of accepting the opportunity to expand the awareness of the presence of God that you are right now. And in that expanded awareness, create and live all that you choose. When you've done that, that, when you practice that, it becomes second nature. You no longer question, can I? <coughs> you no longer question how. You simply know and do. Know and do. Know and do. So, we're going to leave you with this thought. Mr. the car- Th- kind of the thought that we kind of began with. And that is this. There is a power for good in the universe and you can use it. And you can use that power for good in the universe because you are it. That power of good that Holmes referencing is it's all God. It's all you. And it's all energy. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at TrinityCenterAtlanta.org forward slash donate.